Hold, please. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, we're back. I know we were already back, but we're back again. We're staying back. We might have a few weeks off here and there due to our crazy schedules, <laughs> which is unbelievable because my schedule is crazy with me never leaving the house, which just feels weird. But nonetheless, it's crazy. And we're just trying to make this work because there's just so many questions about love out there and so many great new dating shows that I'm just enjoying so much. Alex, hi. Hi, Dahlia. Thanks for having me again. My pleasure. This just feels like a continuation of last time. Truly. Which is great. Um, we're going to do a few things today. We're going to answer some listener questions that have been sitting in my message box for a long ass time. We're going to discuss Labor of Love, <laughs> the hit show on Fox. <laughs> that everyone's watching, Everyone's right? watching. Everyone's highly aware of. Um, and we are going to talk about Alex's love life and whether or not she did her homework in the last week. It's been a week and yes. a couple of days, so I have high expectations. And uh, we're going to keep it light, tight, and right. <laughs> we're going to get it done so we can go do all of the other things we need to do. I mean, at least for Dahlia. For me, at least for me, a little more I have chill, a lot. <laughs> Wait, actually, outside of what I just said, our schedule was. Um, Question for you, a health and wellness expert. Mm. Uh, so I bought the electrolytes you told me to. I'm very pleased with them. How do they compare to the, your Pedialyte? I feel like I'm inhaling less sugar. So for that, That's I am good. glad. For Matt listeners, doesn't, the brand is Ultima. Ultima was the brand. Matt doesn't like the taste because he's a baby. <laughs> Fair. He's like, it's not sweet enough. I'm like, you have a problem. <laughs> I've created this problem. I've created a candy dependency in him, and now I make fun of him for it, but it's really my fault. Um, I liked those. They don't mix as well as the Pedialyte. I'll just say that right off Oh, the I bat. like shake it up. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll work on that. Uh, my other question was, okay, so part of the reason I almost canceled today is because I could not sleep last night. And I'm wondering, I know I'm not the only person struggling with this. I, I'm never a great sleeper. I've never been a great sleeper. I'm kind of a night owl. So when I try and make myself go to bed earlier, which I have to do with school and everything going on, it's always a little nerve wracking for me. And uh, I've tried melatonin in the past, makes me kind of groggy, doesn't always work. I've tried CBD oil. Couldn't tell, kind of felt like maybe it made me overthink. I don't know. I was just lying awake last night and I was like thinking, I don't know if you do this, and I feel like I'm doing it more in quarantine, but I was thinking through like things I haven't thought about, maybe like Halloween in my neighborhood and like what these old neighbors of mine used to give up. Like stuff that's just like, <laughs> why are you going down memory lane right. now? You have to wake up in seven hours. I feel like I slept maybe two hours. My oh, teeth no. hurt from clenching so hard. Oh, I like clench, I think, when I'm not <laughs> sleeping well. And I'm just like, 
I know I eat a lot of chocolate, but I didn't even have that much chocolate yesterday. Usually I try and just keep to one cup of coffee, although I had two today because I didn't sleep well. So it's a vicious cycle. And I just like, I know that I'm not in my best headspace and I'm not the best person I can be when I haven't slept enough. And I imagine if I was going on dates and that sort of thing, it would not be good if I wasn't sleeping well, it makes everybody crazy. What can I do? Doctor. Okay. There are a lot of things do. you can do. <laughs> Please. I mean, it's, I think, A, I think everyone is having this issue. I feel like everyone I talk to says they're like waking up in the middle of the night. I know I'm having super weird nightmares. Weird, weird, weird. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but there are also things you can do. And I think what's tricky is that it's like we're home all day looking at screens and stuff and like probably not moving around enough, probably not getting outside enough. And then it's like time to go to bed and it's like, you'll feel really tired. And then you're just like wired. Yes. I mean, I, I think, felt ready for bed. Like my eyes felt right. heavy. We were like watching million dollar listing. And I was like, I think I'm ready. And then as soon as I get in there, I'm like, and I'm awake. Totally. I mean, I think one thing I've noticed is that if I watch TV right up until bedtime, it can mm -hmm. kind of screw with me, I think, because of the blue light. Mm -hmm. Something I haven't done, but I've been looking into is getting blue light glasses. They're I like have those. ones for sleep that are like red. Oh. Like, like you wear them when you're sleeping? You wear no, God. <laughs> you wear them for two hours before you go to bed. Because I have blue light glasses because I'm on screen so much coaching. Um, I actually heard a study that there isn't really scientific proof about the blue light thing making you unable to sleep. Okay. Like I think it, the the answer in general was like anything you do that stimulates your mind before bed isn't great. Like you should be kind of like coming down. And I do find it helpful, which I didn't do last night. Usually I'll read something kind of boring once I get yeah. into bed. But last night I was like, no, no, I don't need to read. I'm like tired enough. I'll just totally. go to bed and I probably should have read something. I mean, I definitely think I, I'm in front of too many screens and we do watch we're on like a million dollar listing rampage. We started at the very <laughs> beginning. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. It's just like real estate porn, but we started at the beginning. So we watch like an episode every night or two or five. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a nice, like at least it's a low stress show. You're right. Not, like, it's boring. Before bed. I mean, the blue light I'm just curious about, I was researching this brand called Blue Blocks, where it's like B-L-U-B-L-O-X. Mm -hmm. They have the red, like the different colors based off the time of day. I've been wanting to try the red ones for before bed. But besides that, I mean, I feel like I would really try to get outside in the sunlight if you can during the day. Because mm. I feel like that sets like your circadian rhythm. And I just feel like we're kind of off because we're inside so much. I have a question about that. Yes. I get a lot of sunlight naturally in the apartment, but does sunlight not? Because I, I go to like, I go at least on a walk almost every day. Right. Uh, but does sunlight coming into your apartment through the windows count as sunlight or do the windows make it not have the effect of sunlight? I think it definitely does some. Okay. But I mean, I've heard that in an ideal world, you're out kind of first thing when you wake up outside not wearing sunglasses. Huh. To really get like sunlight in your eyes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, not a doctor, not a scientist, not a therapist. So, but I've heard, and I kind of end up doing that. I guess a lot of people who have dogs end up kind of just doing that anyway. Oh, right? that's true. Um, but I feel like that's a nice thing to do to make sure you get, I mean, I feel like you're pretty good about exercising. Yeah. Um, 
but getting outside exercising and then the caffeine, just like not doing it later in the day if possible. Yeah. And also, I don't know how much journaling you do. I'm a I big- was doing some every morning before. Oh, yeah, you were doing pages. I was, but now that school started, that has gone out the window first thing because I just am like, I don't have that kind of time in the morning. I have to get my day started. Totally. I mean, I think what can be nice if you find yourself in bed with your mind kind of spinning is to do a couple minutes before bed where you're yeah. just like trying to empty shit out. That's um, a good idea. Oh, I yeah. take CBD before bed and yeah. it might be worth trying like a strong, stronger version. Yeah. I was doing this, these oil drops. And last week you mentioned the gummies that you do. But I actually do those like during random times. And then I take like the strongest oil from that brand Charlotte's Web before bed. Really? Yeah. All right. So. All right. Well, I'll try. Try a couple things. I'll try the sunlight thing. I can step out on my balcony there. Perfect. Yeah. And just look directly at the sun. <laughs> Burn your redness. <laughs> uh, maybe she had some red glasses. Who knows? I think probably my mistake last night was not reading like I normally do because that tends to help me because it takes my mind off of whatever I'm fixating on and just like yeah. puts me in the boring book. Yeah. It's good to wind we'll down from like electronics. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That was probably my mistake. I was too red. I was too like, no, let's just do it. Let's do it naturally, totally. you know, and I didn't work. <laughs> I was hoping you would just tell me about some like magic pill I could take, no, but. I don't have a magic pill, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm kind of anti-dependency. Although if you're someone yeah. who has that, that needs that, I support you. No, fair. Fair, fair, fair. But try like a couple. I'd be curious if you try like a couple of these things if they help. Like the sunlight and yeah. Okay. All right. I'll report back. I know everyone's dying to know. Um, Okay. Moving on from my own personal issues. Um, Well, while we're here, did you have any other new health things you wanted to talk about? Oh, actually, yes. I have a couple and one of them is could totally connect with the sleeping thing. So I'm very into, I love the idea of meditation in theory. I have a super hard time meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like many of us, but something I love, I started doing when, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I definitely have in my newsletters, but when I was recovering from surgery last year, I started doing these guided meditations um, from Kelly Howell and they're free on like YouTube and Spotify. And they're like a little bit creepy because they're like these subliminal messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I real what I love about them is that I tend to, if I can like get myself to actually focus on them, they're like half an hour and I always fall asleep. So it's like, I'm kind of half asleep, but then they're saying these really nice messages in my ears. And then at the end, it's like, I've had the most refreshing nap ever. So I feel like you could also do that if you couldn't sleep. Wow. Is that something you put in your headphones? Yes. But then are you afraid your alarm won't wake you up? That's my fear. Um, I have like a phone alarm. So do I. Would that go into your headphones? Yeah. Oh, interesting. You yeah. sleep with your headphones? No, I do this like during the day. Oh, wow. Okay. Like especially, and I'll do it if, I mean, this is very woo-woo, but I feel very <laughs> sensitive to other people's energies. And so I feel like if I was like, and we're all dealing with like a lot of anxiety and depression. If I'm with like a friend, but who's been really depressed and then I feel kind of off after being with them. I'll do mm. this to kind of like reset my energy. Wow. Kelly Howell. I, Kelly Howell. And my favorite is her destiny meditation. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. Who knows? Totally try it. It's delightful. Wow. Okay. 
All right. I'm willing to give it a try. Excellent. Oh, and another one. <laughs> I got really excited. Um, is Have you heard of earthing? No. It's literally just being barefoot like in the earth. Where do you do that? Like How? anywhere outside. What? Like in grass. What about like pee? I know. I mean, that's a minor issue. Um, <laughs> what does the earthing do for you? It's supposed to be good for a lot of things. It's supposed to be really helpful with jet lag. I think it's supposed to help maybe with sleep. It like connects you to the earth, helps with depression. I don't exactly know. I do know one time I had a breakdown in my yoga class Uh and my yoga teacher was talking to me afterwards and she was like, you need to go out to nature and sit on the ground. Like you need to sit on the ground and connect to the earth. And I did it. That's totally what it is. It's just like grounding in the earth. But I Mm -hmm. feel like sitting or walking on the earth barefoot or in like very thin shoes or something. Very thin Is actually like powerful and very free. (laughs) You look so (laughs) But I want you to put it on your list of things to do to help you sleep. Okay. I'm going to try it. I mean, where I live, there's not that much like grass. And most of the grass is definitely covered in pee and poop. (laughs) <laughs> of dogs. Um, but, you know, I'll try and find a patch. Yeah, because you guys live in a nice neighborhood. If you, like, go we for do. a walk, you might find a nice place where you could just take off your shoes for a second. Can you imagine, Matt, <laughs> with me doing that? <laughs> Y'all are just walking around, like, the front yard of some mansion in Hancock Park. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he would walk away from me. Um, but I'm going on a walk with a friend today who might be more open to it. Perfect. Maybe I can suggest it to her. Okay. All right. I love that. Wow. Thank you for these. I'm staying open to all of them. I'm going to try them all. My my third tip is that I feel like a lot of times people make the mistake of trying to like fast in the morning or having a really light breakfast. Oh. And I feel like having a really like healthy but also super filling breakfast is a really great way to start the day. What do you have? I'm into smoothies. I do Daily Harvest, which mm, is one mm-hmm. of those like subscription services. And actually, I have a discount code. Oh, tell us. That'll help me and the viewers slash listeners. It is – it's kind of long. It's R-E-A-V-S-E-S-L-8. So um, intuitive. <laughs> I know, but I guess I need one that's like not your therapist. Yeah. But what I like about them is there isn't a ton of sugar, but they're like, I feel like they're actually super healthy, but they're also super filling. Like I'm really into this chocolate avocado one. I Um, saw that they do some type of healthy ice cream and I was interested. It's actually pretty good. Or I've had a couple. The mint chip one is legit. All right. So I'll try it. Even if you don't try that brand, I feel like the trick is if you're making a smoothie, just make sure there's like a bunch of fat and protein in it. It can't just be like some fruit. Yeah, whenever like, it's just, just like fruit and milk, and, yeah. Like not ugh. keep you full or anything. So yeah. I love this. I usually have a coffee and then I wait like an hour and then I usually just make my like breakfast lunch. So you're not really hungry? Well, I'm not hungry when I first wake. I have to drink 24 ounces of water and my coffee Great. before I eat something. Okay. And then I'll eat whenever I feel hungry or whenever my first thing of the day is over. But I like this tip. I've heard this daily harvest. Some people like it. 
<laughs> smoothies. People like smoothies. I like this. Whatever works for you. I'm an yeah. eggs person. I like making eggs. Eggs are my other option. They're the best. They're just a magical food. They are. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Well, we covered all tips. of that. Yes. I've decided that um, the same way I give you homework and then you go do it, I'm going to do your homework. <gasps> I that's love fair. This. I think that's fair. Trait. And you did. You did my electrolytes. I so did I your electrolytes. That. I didn't order gummies or mushrooms yet. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I put it on my list. Excellent. I'm going to do it. Okay. So now let's get into the dating material. I hope Great. that was helpful for everyone. And if not, too bad. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay. Um, let's, should we talk about, let's talk about labor of love. Let's just Great. jump Perfect. in. Let's get there. So okay, labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming no one actually watched it, but I'll explain a little bit about what it is. Basically, what The Bachelorette should be, in my opinion, which is it's a 41-year-old woman who's lived a little bit of life. She's been married and divorced. She wants to have kids. She's ready for a baby. She's frozen her eggs. She's looking for a partner to do it with. She's open to the idea of not doing it with a partner. And it's her with a bunch of age-similar men. I would say ranging like 38 to 45. She's 41. Yeah. Um, and she's sussing out who would be a good baby daddy and partner. She is saying like, you're not just going to provide sperm. Like we're going to be partners <laughs> and maybe eventually get married. So she is looking for love, but she's really looking for what kind of a father will he be. So it was this woman who I, I liked for the most part from Chicago. And then the host was Kristen Davis of Sex and the City fame, which was really funny. (laughs) Um, And the first episode, which I liked, you, I think, did not like. I found very offensive. (laughs) They sperm tested all of the men. They made them all go into a little trailer, one at a time, jack off, and collected their sperm and then told them how fertile they were. And you know what? I think after years upon years upon years of women being oppressed by their biological clocks and their perceived fertility, this is right. This is what should be happening. Men should know what it feels like. And I was happy to see that a lot of the men were like, whoa, I never thought about having a biological clock before. I didn't realize that my fertility could be affected by my age. I didn't realize that I want to have kids sooner rather than later. And, and I'm like, you know what? That's right. We're not the only ones. We're not the only ones. And I agree with all of that. Although if on a show they like tested every woman's like ovaries, her follicle count or something, it would be a travesty. It would be insane. But that's what they basically do when every woman on The Bachelor is 25 and under. They're basically saying, you are only worthwhile. You are only attractive. We are only vested in your romantic future if you are this age or below. But do you feel I like find that's it a fertility disgusting. thing or more just like a I think problematic part of our culture that's just like the hotter and younger, the better. Well, I think that's linked to fertility in most people's yeah. eyes. It's like, oh, you're getting up there. I don't know. Whereas young means <laughs> fertility. Yeah, <laughs> we just don't know about you. But in our culture, young means fertility. It means attractive mate. It means someone right. I want to mate with. And so I don't think it needs to go as literally to testing women's ovaries as, you know, I think this was just a slight, slight step in the right direction 
towards taking all of the attention off of women when it comes to our age and what we are able to do with our bodies. I think that's fair. And I mean, I really appreciated that. I mean, I did and didn't appreciate that everyone was like old and mature because I felt like that made it a little less fun, honestly. Than, like, <laughs> the bachelor, bachelor. You know, like they're not getting like wasted. They're like 42. Except for that one guy. Which guy? The tennis instructor? The guy who got – no, no, no. The guy – what was his name? Oh, yeah. In the very who beginning. Who got wasted at the very beginning. And right. I was like, you're closeted. <laughs> oh, totally. Don't you think? Yeah. I was like, why are you getting so drunk? Like, you – like, he just seemed so insecure and, like, he was trying so hard to cover up something. The, like, shots and then being like, I don't care so much cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Or, he was yeah. forcing it. Yes. 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 So – Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I would say it did have less of that drunk drama than that we love so much. But it was nice also that she was like mature and confident and like an actual human. And so she could pretty, I mean, I just think in terms of real life, it was like great. In terms of reality TV, less than ideal to me. That she actually like knew what she was looking for, like wasn't putting up with crap, wasn't putting up with people who clearly weren't really available or like weren't serious. Yeah, that's why I loved it. I thought I told a, a good chunk of my clients to watch it because uh -huh. I was like, this is what it looks like to know who you are, know what you want, and not stand for shit just because you're attracted to someone and not, you know, keep kind of second guessing yourself or throwing yourself under the bus because you want someone else to like you. Like she really right. stood up for herself and called people on their shit. Until the end. So she especially did with Alan, I feel like the most attractive one, the South African guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Tall, but I, it was interesting. I felt like that was good because he didn't really seem that available or interested. Mm -hmm. But also in an episode, it's like, well, I'll, I'll recap it briefly for us. Please, please, please. So, God, this is so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> so basically, he's South African. He makes her like a stew to woo her because he doesn't spend much time with her. But it turns out he copied the idea from Keith, who was making her fried chicken. Also, Keith was the worst. Keith was stand. the worst. Keith was um, the worst. Sorry. He had anger problems. Yes. He had serious. And he thought he was so smart. And I was just like, I can't with you, Keith. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So anyways, he like makes her a stew and kind of woos her. But then it's like everyone else in the house is like, no, that was Keith's idea first. And then, but he ends up, Alan goes on a date with her. And then afterwards, he's supposed to go to her house for a drink. And it's like, conveniently, they're like identical houses next to each other. One has her, one has all the guys. And so the guys are kind of watching him go up to her house where a plate has been left from Keith with fried chicken. And he's like, actually, I'm like not going to go inside for a drink. I feel weird. Like, I don't want to do that to the guys basically who are watching me. And then she, like, cuts him the next day. Yeah. He's like, I'm just, like, empa like, empathic, I guess, or empathetic. Like, I didn't want to do that to the guys who were, like, watching us. And she's like, but you weren't caring about me. Right. What do you so think what do that? you think about – so, I mean, I was, I was a little bit torn. On the one hand, I was like, I can see if you're, like, a human and have actually made friends with these people – feeling very awkward to be like, why don't I go like seduce this girl while everyone's watching and when I've already kind of fucked up. But did you feel like that was just like him not that into her? Yeah, I did. Okay. I think when you're on a show where the goal is to woo this woman and get her to pick you, you know, it's not RuPaul's best friend race. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's go be with the woman 
or be honest about it and be yeah. like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. And I wouldn't feel right about, you know, doing this thing with you in front of all these guys because I'm not feeling it. But it right. wasn't even just that. It was on their date before that when they were talking. I forget exactly what happened, but they were talking and he said something about how hard it was because he had made such good friendships and he didn't, and he felt awkward about making them feel bad. And she just like right. didn't like how much he kept referencing the friends he had made and how important they were. It's also like, what, you've known them for a week? Like, totally. and granted, like, yeah, you probably aren't in love with this woman after a week either, but that is the reason you're there. And the goal is to show that you're serious about a relationship with her and you're going to just keep bringing up your guy friends and how cool they are and how you don't want them to be mad at you. Like you're a, a pussy for lack of a better word, <laughs> but you, you're, you're weak, you know, you're based, not the pussies are weak. You are, you're basically just like, I see why you're single Right. Because you're in your late 30s, early 40s, whatever he was. And you've obviously probably always prioritized your friendships and wanted to be the cool guy, wanted to be the accepted guy rather than going after what you want. And I even got the sense from him that it was because he's so good looking mm -hmm. and tall and like handsome and desirable that probably guy's first reaction to him is to not like him. Oh, so I feel like maybe it was an insecurity of his to be like, no, no, I'm the nice guy. I'm not Mr. Steal Your Girl. Yeah. Like, I'm nice. And that had, he had maybe grown up with that. And so that became his priority was like needing guys to like him because girls liking him obviously comes easily. That's a good point. I also wondered, I felt like the guys broke out in a different way from The Bachelorette where it feels like more of a competition. I wondered, I was like, oh, I bet it's because they're like 35, 40 and they don't still live with their guy like they don't have like their college frat bros and so yeah. they're like oh my god this is so fun being with all these guys again yeah yeah I mean I feel like what's weird about this kind of thing and it's a little different in The Bachelor because I feel like sometimes they know who's going to be on it and be like yeah I was like glad they picked that girl I always thought she was hot or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in this I felt like it's awkward for her and for everyone in that the guys get in the spirit of competition but it's like they're competing and are they even that into her right Right. Like well, that's what I would be worried about. I mean, I still would have to be like, they don't win anything. They don't win money. This isn't Bachelor Nation. They're not going to be suddenly famous and yeah. getting like sponsorships because of this show. So like if they're there saying, I want to start a family with you. I, I mean, aside from like everyone wants to look like a good guy once they're on the show, they wouldn't right. want to look bad. But I would think that you would still look like a good guy if you were like, you know what, to be honest, like I'm not really feeling it and therefore I'm going to leave. Yeah. But I think you're right. And I think they, they didn't get very much time with her either. So it's they like hard. Like it. And she was very, I liked her. I thought she was really smart and articulate and mostly made good decisions. But I did feel like she was almost too put together. Like she kept being like, I want to see the real them. And I was like, where's the real you? I wanted her to like let it out a little. Maybe that's just not who she is. But I felt like she was very kind of like put together the whole time. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I feel like her only like vulnerable moments would be her telling them that she'd gotten a divorce. Right. And I was yeah. like, okay, but like what else? You know? Yeah, what else? And that shouldn't define someone either. No. That's not, that was interesting that that was like such a big deal. That was such like an admission of this baggage. Right. And I'm like, 
that says nothing bad about you. That says that you don't stand for something that's not making you happy. And I think it's interesting. There's still this stigma. Um, Cause I remember when she told Kyle, he was like, well, at first I, w- it made me nervous. And I wanted to judge her. And then I remembered my mom got a divorce and I would never judge her. And I'm like, why are we judging fuck? people for getting divorced? Truly. But also didn't you feel like, I felt like it wasn't really about the divorce. Like I almost feel like there was something way darker that had happened that yeah, she wasn't it did revealing. Seem that way. And she was like, I was blindsided. And I'm like, wait, so what? I felt like either it was a borderline abusive situation, is what right. it kind of sounded like, or some sort of infidelity situation. Yeah, like it seemed it like something happened really quickly that completely turned her world around. But I do kind of wish maybe she had talked about because I think we do have the tendency to look at people and be like, you know, especially women, if you got divorced, what's wrong with you? You know, like you must have done something wrong or you must have messed up the marriage. And, you know, it's something I experienced too with my clients who are in their 30s that they'll get kind of, well, I don't want to be with someone who's been divorced or I don't want to be with someone who has a kid or I don't want this or that. And I'm like, honestly, if you're that age and you haven't had some sort of significant life experience, I have more questions for you than if you have, you know, like I, I think at a certain point, like it's healthy and most people are going to have quote, some sort of baggage. And it's really not about not having baggage. It's about what you do with that baggage. Yeah. I mean, you'd rather have someone who was like in a real relationship than fucking Alan, who probably has never had a girlfriend for more than a month. Right. It did surprise me. And I guess maybe this is and maybe this is more like a West Coast thing and she's in Chicago. I was just like, I don't understand what's shameful about you getting divorced in your third. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, okay, you got to. Yeah. Like, there's got to be something more interesting in there, right? <laughs> right. Like, but she, no, she kept, she kept it very cool, which I do think was a little bit of a disservice to herself. Um, but also just the way the show was structured that like she couldn't really be totally human with these guys. And she was kind of this idealized woman who was so strong and so together. And it's like, you can be strong and together and also be flawed. Right. You know, you don't, you don't have to be perfect. I wish she would have kept, um, Gary. Remember Gary with the glasses? The baseball bat manufacturer? What? Wasn't that his job? A baseball bat manufacturer? I don't remember. Gary was was good with kids at like the kid's birthday party. Okay. I mean, my favorites were, God, I'm so bad at names. The guy she didn't pick at the end. Yeah, I loved him, Stuart. Loved him. Also, Stuart, such a good guy, so attractive, clearly successful, but like not an asshole. And I was like, girl, if you're going to have a baby with one of these guys and might not marry him, I'm like, sorry, he's a CEO of a wealth management firm. Your kids will be gorgeous. And I also loved the anesthesiologist. You did? Yeah, I thought he was really cute and preppy. Alex, he had a house mother. He had a house mother, just for everyone to know. When she went to visit him in his hometown, he had a woman who does his laundry, who cooks his meals, <laughs> who acts like his mother Isn't in his like a house, house. manager? That's not what it seemed like. <laughs> and he called his guest room his mom's room because his mom visited him so much. I mean, also... He was... God, what, there was something weird What's his weird name? There. did say that... His mom was his best friend. I was like, that's pushing it. I mean, guys that's who are fine if you're close with your mom. But like if your mom has a room in your house and you have a house mother that you pay to do your laundry. 
I mean, I get it. If you're super busy and wealthy, (laughs) you can have someone who does stuff. But just calling her your house mom, I was just like, this is weird. This is weird. And while our star was visiting him, he like went and tried on some pants to show the house mother how she needed to alter them. Like, (laughs) I was grossed out by that. That's a very good point. So what did you think about... The guy who won at the end, it was funny because all the guys were like, he's our competition. He's 6'8". And I'm like, you don't win just by being the tallest person. Also, he did. no offense to people who are 6'8". That's really funny. It's really tall. tall. Well, she seemed tall. What was she, like 5'9", probably? I mean, like, I, I wouldn't rule someone out for being 6'8", but that wouldn't be like an immediate winner. I'd be like, that's really tall. It is really tall. Um, I didn't think he was that cute. I thought he was cute. I found him attractive. He seemed, they seemed like they had really good chemistry. And this is where I have to say, up until that point, I had been like, she's making great decisions. She's not falling for just the attractiveness. She's like asking the right questions. And then when I got down to him and Stuart, and Stuart was clearly the logical, like he's ready for a family. He has a great job. He's Her like family loves Stuart. He wants this very much. All yeah. of that. I was like, she's going to pick the other guy because she has better Clearly. chemistry with him, which I get. Like, chemistry is important. But as I've said on the show a bajillion times, chemistry can grow and it grows out of a relationship being good and the guy treating you well and chemistry that you have with someone that then the relationship doesn't go well dies really, really fast. Yeah. And I felt like at the end, she had a lot of doubts about. Kyle because his apartment was not great and she was like not sure he was ready because he was a little younger. He was 38. I just, I I feel like she fell for it at the end. She was like, I'm going to go with the one I just want to make out with all the time, which I totally get, but not with what she claimed to be looking for. Yeah. And I mean, they think when I Google them, I think they were broken up, right? Oh, they broke up. They broke up like immediately. But it's hard because, and I mean, obviously, usually you're not in this decision where you have two people and you have to decide like immediately. Because if there's someone you like more physically, how are you not going to pick them? Well, I think it depends what point you're at in your life and what you're looking for. She was attracted enough to Stuart. She said she felt chemistry with him. He's so cute. I thought he was cuter, actually. I mean, way cuter. I mean, he was beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Um, the one thing that bothered me about Stuart, though, that I think was actually the real reason she didn't pick him, and she said this a couple times, was that she just felt like it was too perfect. It was too much. Like, his declarations about how he felt about her and how he was so quick to be like, yeah, this is an amazing boat ride, but what's even more amazing is you're here. Like, his kind of, which I think he meant, but I think he just had this way of falling really hard, really fast, and just wanting it so bad that he didn't allow himself to be a little imperfect or he didn't allow himself to be a real person. And I think it felt a little disingenuous to her. So I think she was like, even though I know Kyle less and he's younger, it feels more real. Whereas Stuart felt a little like he could be saying what he was saying to anyone. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like with Stuart, he meant it all, but it felt a little bit like he'd gotten it to a certain point and he was like, Let's stick a woman in this slot. I yeah. have. Yes. And he was like, perfect. She's looking for all the same things. We match up completely. I'm attracted to her. Boom. But he wasn't like 
he wasn't seeing any flaws on in her either. He completely put her on a pedestal. Yeah. And if I was her, I'd be, I mean, I feel like I've met guys like that. I'm sure you have too, mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, like, I feel like there's a stereotype that women are like this, where they get to a certain age and they're like, I'm ready for marriage and kids. Let's just like find a guy who checks my boxes. But I feel like men really do that. And I feel yeah. like he was doing that more than her. Yeah. It felt, he felt like one of those people who falls in love really easily which is like a beautiful, admirable thing. But at a certain point, it doesn't feel great because it doesn't feel like it's about you. It feels like yeah. it's about what how they imagine you. And I think that this is a great lesson in being, quote, perfect. Presenting perfection to someone does not mean that you're going to get them. You know, like right. you're better off showing who you really are and saying how you really feel than trying to present what you think they want to see and what they want to hear because they're going to pick up on something always. Totally. And I think that's what happened. I think she really liked him, but she just kept saying there's something I'm trying. Like it feels just too much. It feels, she didn't really say it feels forced, but I think that's what she was saying. And I think that's what happens when someone can tell you're not fully being yourself and you're not really when you're not fully yourself you're not letting them be themselves you're you're, you're trying to operate on this level of fantasy and it yeah. doesn't allow either person to relax into the relationship totally i mean i think it's a miracle that anyone finds love on reality tv because it's just like not yeah it's not making you know it's like not the situation to be yourself yeah now i do think if she had picked stewart I think he would have really given it his all and she would have, and it could have ended up like a beautiful, uh, not fake it till you make it, but like we start out liking each other and it grows into love from seeing each other be consistent and, you know, dependable and kind and all these great things. I think that could have happened, but obviously she couldn't force herself and she felt it more knowing the risks with this younger, less perfect guy who kind of up front was like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm ready for kids. Like, Which really- I feel like the honesty I appreciate because some mm-hmm. of them were just like, yeah, of course I'm yeah. ready. And Stuart yeah. was like, my family, I live wherever she lives. And it's like, you met two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's a really good lesson that when you are honest, you're going to be more attractive. Like you're going to put someone yeah. else at ease and that's attractive, you know, if you're at ease with yourself. And if you don't just tell someone – what they want to hear. What was his motivation for saying, I love you though? That's where I was like, all right. I think he'd seen The Bachelor. And yeah. was he was like, it's time. Of, no, I truly, because that's yeah. like how they are. We're like at a certain yeah. point in the dating, they're like, I need to say I'm falling in love. And then right. a certain point. But yeah. even Stuart didn't do that. That was a big leap for Kyle who hadn't said any of that. And then was like, I love you. Stuart never said that. Didn't he? I don't think so. He was like, you're amazing. I'm ready. I've never been more ready. I want to be a father. Which, like, if she was just looking for a father, I mean, I could see them being very good, like, co-parent friends. Oh, yeah. But she didn't want that. So now it looks like she is having a kid on her own. She's going forward. Fair. Good for her. Yeah. And I also think, like, I read some, you know, dumb interviews with her after where she was like, I'm so happy I did it. And now, like, I can go forward and have a kid and it takes the pressure off of my dating life. And I do know people who have done that, who met someone great once they made the decision that they're having a kid and having what they wanted in life was not up to someone else giving them. Totally. 
When I feel like, I mean, this might not be a topic for today, but I'd be curious to talk to you more about, I feel like a lot of people I know in their 30s like freeze their eggs partially to take that pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what she had done. Yeah. Um, I've done it, you know, because I was just like, I don't want to be putting that kind of pressure on another person uh, or on a relationship, really. And I wanted to know, like, if I decide at some point I need to have a kid and I don't have a partner, I want the ability to do it. Totally. I think if you can do it through your work or family or there are loans for it, I know that. Um, yeah. It's a great How thing How old were do. you when you did it? Um, 35, 34. Okay, because I'm 34. 35. Yeah. Definitely been thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, it was maybe two years ago. So okay. I'm almost 37, so I must have been 34. I don't know. My birthday confuses me. Um, <laughs> I think it was 34. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, but I, I just recommend it because, I mean, it's just like a little bit of security so that you don't have to feel like your fate is tied up in finding someone or in your age. You don't have to rush a relationship. Right. You know? Totally. Yeah, just a thought. So I'm glad we talked about that. So you were more not into it because of its its role as a reality TV show, not because of its role in real life, whereas I was more into yeah. it because I liked the message for dating people. Which I think was good, and I thought it, it was definitely an interesting – overall, it felt like a more feminist perspective. I mostly yes. just didn't find it super compelling reality TV. I really – I was very <laughs> compelled. I think it's because secretly I really don't enjoy when things go wrong on dating shows, which I know is all the drama, Yeah, it really stresses me out and upsets me. And I found myself at this show just like, because I watch it while I'm like on my exercise bike, I'm just like smiling on my exercise bike. And I'm like, you're such a dumb idiot. But like, I'm just like (laughs) smiling because it makes me happy. Like when people do things right and when people follow their hearts and get treated well, like, and it really makes me mad when stuff gets misconstrued or miscommunicated. And I just want to jump in and be like, no, that's not what's happening. We don't have to fight. Like, this is what she (laughs) said, not that. And I'm like, okay, but the, the rest of the world lives for the drama. But I think- I just, I just want it all to work out. No, that's very sweet of you. I feel like on the shallowest level, I miss the high production value of other TV shows. Sure. I was just like, these dates stuck. Their overnight trip was to Tybee Island. I've gone there like every summer because my grandparents used to have a house there. It's like not that nice. I was like, oh. <laughs> the bachelor, they were like in Thailand. They're on yeah. the I'm like, okay, like. That's but, true. I wish they did have that because she deserved life. it. You did deserve it. You deserved it. It it did feel a little like, well, you're 41, so no more big romance for (laughs) you. Exactly. Instead, you have to like, you're going to cook like chicken breast at home and then you're going to like supervise a kid's birthday party. I'm like, that's true. That's true. I mean, it was very directed towards what her goal was, but you're right. I think it'll be interesting if it ever comes back comparing The Bachelorette with 38-year-old Claire yeah well i think show. that they're filming it in quarantine so i think it will Are come they? back okay great because that will be interesting because that's kind of what i'm saying is like that's gonna have the drama and the production value yeah. of the bachelor nation but with a little bit older men and with a woman who hopefully although claire's never been great at 
knowing how to suss out the good ones, um, but who hopefully <laughs> has learned something and can not be, you know, an idiot who's like, yeah, I don't know. He seems like um, he's lying about everything, but he's just so charming. <laughs> totally. You know, this one, you know, I thought she did mostly did a good job. And she also did a good job of sifting through the guys, like, trash-talking each other, I thought. Totally. You're right. good with that. Okay, great. Well, we did that. Um, next show assignment. I know everyone's watching Indian Matchmaking. I haven't watched it yet, but we'll get there. Um, I've been watching The Single Wives on Netflix, an Australian show. <laughs> I watched the trailer for this. With dating coach Matthew Hussey, who I generally find- Oh, wait. It is? You know, I love Matthew Hussey. No, I- <laughs> I Normally, I find dog. him annoying. He just gets under my skin because he's like a white 30-year-old British man giving women dating advice. But I'm like, actually, most of what he says is kind of exact quotations of what I say to my clients Exactly on the show. So I couldn't actually be that mad. At there are a few moments I think he missteps, does some wrong, okay. wrong things on that show. But I think it – I'm not done with it yet. But it, it has some interesting – stuff going on. It's a little bit different format. And uh, I think there's some good lessons there. So I'm going to say watch Single Wives. On okay, I didn't even know. I'm excited because I watched the trailer, but I didn't even realize it was like a dating thing. Oh, it's a dating thing. And it's like a coaching it. dating thing, Perfect. which is kind Love of my him. dream for myself. So I'm hoping I can do the American version here. Yes. Um, but it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. It's another like, oh, these women have had some more experience. They've been through some relationships. There's a bunch of women who are either divorced or widowed looking for love a second time around. So it's interesting. I think we should watch it and discuss. Great. Okay, great. Now, should we go to some of these listener questions? Yes. Let's see what I got. That person just wants to know what it's like being a dating coach. It's thrilling. <laughs> Don't <obey> us. <laughs> Then this wants to know, what would someone like me need to say and do to land a woman as beautiful as yourself? Oh, I'm engaged, bro. Nice. <laughs> there okay. we go. My guy friend has been weird. When I asked him why, he said, maybe I did things that led you on and I'm sorry. I don't know how I feel. He also said, we're going to figure this out. Everything's going to play on how it's supposed to. He also told me once before all of the above, I still want you in my life. You matter to me. Friday, me, him, and some other friends hung out and played games. What is his deal? He took me to his parents' house. We used to hang out a lot. We worked together, so we would play 20 questions at work. What does this mean? I'm very confused. I feel like we missed part of the context. We, did we? That's how it started. Like, and then I said, I said, what's the update on this? Because I didn't answer for so long. And she said, uh, since we're in college, okay, he went oh. to his hometown because of the virus. Easter, I texted him and said, happy Easter and asked if we were good. Had a small misunderstanding and then left to go home for quarantine. So I was making sure we were good. He responded, happy Easter and said, we are for sure good. Hopefully it's not too much longer until we see each other again and put a smiley emoji. Then about a week later, he texted me out of the blue. Hey, you just came to my mind. I want to remind you how awesome you are and I'm grateful for our friendship. How are things going? We've texted a few times after. Oh, she wants to know, do you think he is interested? Oh. Sorry. That I was like very discombobulated. <laughs> 
I think he's like half interested. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little like he just my gut instinct, not really understanding the situation, is he wants to keep her kind of interested. It almost sounds a little gameplay-ish to me. I mean, I think he might not be aware of it, but he like likes the attention and the validation. And also, I mean, I know I can do this if there's like no one else around, like nothing else going on, especially like right now where you have like a lot of downtime. You start just being like, well, maybe that friend's kind of attractive. Like, why hasn't anything happened? But it's like, mm. you're not actually into them. And if you met someone you liked, you'd be like, no, we're like definitely friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's that back pocket, back burner yeah, person that's always kind of like nice. she deserves better than that. She deserves better. I mean, I guess it's hard too. Like if you weren't, I was thinking about how hard it would be to be in college during all of this and like you've just left home yeah. and you've just got to have your independence and then you have to come back and live with your parents again. Totally. And, you know, you made all these new friends and so it's probably just nice for them to have each other to talk to, but it sounds like now everyone's just kind of grasping at straws and reaching to, out to whoever they can because they're bored and lonely at home. She can see, like, what happens whenever they can finally go back. And if she's been, like, I've actually, like, been into him the whole time, I guess she could tell him. But if she's kind of ambivalent and he right. is... Just sounds like one of those young love situations, the will they or won't they. Yeah. That's like really fun when you're on campus together, but when you're not, you're kind of like, what, do I have something to hold on to or not? I feel like probably not. Probably not. Probably just, it's fine. If, if texting with him brings her any sort of joy, then she should do it. But if it makes her like have a crush on him and not be able to think about anyone else... Go think yeah. about someone else. Yeah. If it's giving her the same thing it's giving him, which is like a distraction, a little fun, flirting, great. But Yeah. But beyond that, we don't really need maybe it. Maybe not. Okay. Well, I hope that was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Keep us posted. Uh, sometimes people also just like to send me things where they're like, uh, I think you could use this for the show because this funny thing happened to me, but really I can tell they're like having feelings about it. Oh no. So this person said, I don't know if you can use this for anything, but I thought this was so funny. Did my first quarantine date hike and ice cream. And this was her response after the date. Oh, hey, cute hike. I mean, cute date. Respect that. Yeah. Cute date. Hike, hike and ice cream. Um, so this person texted him, Hey, sorry for the delay. I had a great time with you. Honestly, I'd love to stay in touch, but just as friends, let's connect again after this pandemic wears off. Smiley face with hands hands. Um, and he says, I think it's so funny to say, let's be friends, but then don't talk to me until after the pandemic. Smiley face with crying eyes. Oh. I think it's funny how many times he said, this is so funny. <laughs> no, I don't. Projection <laughs> <laughs> sucks no matter what, but I feel like what she's saying is like, oh, I do like you as a person. Right. When I'm having like a bigger group of friends in like social setting, it could be fun, but I'm not going to like risk my life for you right now. Right. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. And she's basically saying like, look, we all know it's hard during this pandemic to even keep in touch with our regular friends that we're oh all God, I haven't seen so with. many people. I mean, I just for me to FaceTime with like one of my best friends in New York, we've like been trying to schedule it for like two months now. Like it's just yeah. like, so I think she's saying, hey, like normally I'd be like, we should be friends. But now I'm going to be honest, say we should be friends when there's such a thing as friends again. Yeah. 
and like new friends. Right. I also think she's being nice and saying, I'm not interested in you. And she probably doesn't have a whole lot of vested interest in whether they stay friends or not. Totally. But I thought his response to it was really interesting. And maybe he needs to look inside himself a little bit and just say, it's okay to be disappointed by this. Yes. Especially, and I, we were talking about this last week, how rejections hit even harder right now. And so, right. yeah, it's like, no matter what, even though you're like making this like a funny story or a funny joke, it just like, you planned a nice date. You guys had a good time, but she like wasn't into it romantically. It sucks. It sucks to feel rejected. But if you just like accept the feelings, they tend to pass quicker than if you try to like hide them and ignore them. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to we need to in general be easy on ourselves right now and forgiving and let ourselves have the emotions we're having and not be like don't feel this way, this is stupid, laugh at it so you don't cry at right. it. Like you can cry yeah. at it. You're alone in your house. Go ahead. Like it was disappointing totally. and that's okay. And what you don't want to do is kind of establish like a certain bitterness of like <laughs> isn't that hilarious? Why would she say that? It's so funny. Oh my god. Like to me, that I'm all for having a sense of humor about bad things that happen, but not in the sense of like cutting yourself off from your emotions first. Yeah. You don't want to like go into these dates with like this distance. Like, no. okay. Of like, yeah, I'm sure you want to be friends, you know? <laughs> right. Like you want to believe people when they say things. And also I think we want to assume positive intent to, to an extent and not be like, yeah, bitch like lying she's yeah she really wants to be friends with me like we want to be like cool she means it she wants to be friends with me but I get it the pandemic is weird right now and yeah it's a little bit of a brush off but also she probably wouldn't say that if she just straight up did not like me as I mean person. I wouldn't right well you're a very upstanding citizen but but I mean I would never even though sometimes I've said let's be friends and then I haven't been very active about it I only you know, because it's like there's less in it for you, like you have right. friends and if you don't right, want to date. Course. But I mean, to someone I like actively didn't like or thought was weird or whatever, I wouldn't be like, oh, I would love to be friends though. Like, no, I don't want to hear from them again. Right. So. Exactly. So she she meant it. I think we can believe what people say and then be like, but it's still okay to be disappointed about it. And like everyone is at their worst right now and dealing yeah. with their own shit. And so even yeah. though everything feels so personal, it often isn't personal. I also would say to this person, uh, when things are better or even when they're not two months from now, you could reach out again. You never know where someone is going to be emotionally. If maybe she's seeing someone else right now or just not in a good place in two months, you could be like, Hey, how are you doing? Checking in on you. You know, there's nothing wrong with actually trying to be her friend and who knows something could blossom in the future. Well, also, one of my friends just got married, you know, like a tiny wedding that was supposed mm -hmm. to be obviously a big one, because um, she went on like a hinge date with this guy, and it wasn't like a match, but he was like, I feel like you'd be great for my friend. Yes. Boom. Exactly. Married to his friend. You know, like, it's great. It just like expands your network. If you thought yes. she was cool, she probably has cool friends. Yeah. So in a couple months, you could be like, what's up? Let's and then friends. you have to message us when you're getting married to one of our friends. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? So we can say we were right. Um, <laughs> I guess the rest of the questions in my inbox were actually people requesting to come on the show. So oh, maybe I'll perfect. get back to some of them. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or maybe I'll just keep having you. No, just Yay. I will have other guests. It's just scheduling right now. Um, but I will get back to those people. 
And so if you are a listener and you have questions, feel free to send us at Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram and Not Your Therapist Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Alex, in our last 10 minutes, because I have a packed day today, so we're keeping this tight, uh, let's talk about you. How'd your homework go? I think I followed it. What I was it my homework. So it was to reach out to these two guys um, like that I hadn't. One was at this guy – and I like swam in his pool, thought I left my swimsuit there. I had not. And I like hadn't yeah, really heard one. from him. Mm-hmm. And yes. then the other, I was supposed to have a date with that day and I hadn't heard from him. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to reach out to them and then go on one date. I did all those things. Great. Great. So I reached oh, out to Oh, yeah. Them. Tell us first about the one. Oh, wait. You want to talk about the pool one? No, just I reached out. I didn't hear from him. But it was okay. What'd you say? Let's just hear what you said. I said... Here. Oh, you know what? I think I deleted the text chain to spare my feelings. Good. <laughs> it was basically That's just like, good. hey, this is really – so recap, long story short, I'd hung out with him, and then he, like, didn't – I, like, said I had a good time. He waited a while to reply and was like, me too. I thought I left my swimsuit there. We corresponded a couple times, then nothing. So this is, like, a month or two later, and I was just like, this is really belated, but feel like going for, like, a walk and having a drink or something sometime. And he never replied. Is what guess it is. what? You did it? You didn't get hurt? I mean, you got maybe your feelings hurt, but nothing bad happened. You didn't fall apart. You put yourself out there. No response. We move on. But at least now you know that you put yourself out there. Yes. And I wish I'd done that earlier, honestly, because I feel hmm. like I spent a lot of time being like, does he not like me or what's going on here? And I feel like I'm constantly reminded that rejection is better than uncertainty. Yes. It was fine. I felt a little bummed, but it wasn't like a little embarrassed. I was like, oh, no, I would hate to be that person who like keeps texting, you know, and doesn't get the message. But I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It was one time. You're not going to do it now every week on Wednesday. I mean, I've done it five more other times. (laughs) (laughs) Every morning. Good morning, beautiful. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) But I do. I think rejection is way better than uncertainty because then you can move on instead of being like, well, but what if they, you know, whatever. Didn't realize I I like them. So, yeah. Take the take the control into your own hands. Take the power sure. back. Um, okay, and then the one that you were supposed to go on a date with the day that we recorded, and you hadn't heard from him, even though he said, "I'll text you like first thing in the morning or whatever." Yeah, to like get when I wake up. Yeah, okay. And so then we talked at like two and hadn't heard from him. Right. So and you were like, reach out. Everyone's going through their shit. So I reached out, and he was like, later that day, he's like, "I'm so sorry. I woke up with like the worst migraine today." So I thought that was totally fair. Totally fair. When I have a headache, I don't follow through on anything. I can't even look at my phone. So we basically, he was kind of like, maybe tomorrow if I feel up to it or then, anyways, we ended up making a plan for like Tuesday or something. Um, so we saw each other and I tried really hard to be present and not judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were a few things I considered red flags I'm gonna tell you them and I will say I felt like I was really not judgy in the moment but then it was like recapping it I was like I mean I kind of just feel like these are issues so one thing and I'm curious about your opinion on this is so he lives in Venice so if you don't know LA that well that's like near the beach I'm in like the middle of LA on a good non-traffic day it's half an hour away so we're meeting for coffee, and I just feel like for whatever reason, I feel like West Side Beachy people, they're always just like, come to me, and I find it kind of annoying. Yeah, I agree. So immediately when we're saying coffee, and you know, he'd already kind of flaked on me, 
I was like, hey, I know a good place near me and like a park near me if we wanted to like get coffee and walk. He was like, or we could go to the beach or the mountains. What? What? And I'm like, what did you have in mind? He's like, well, you know, groundworks on Rose and then we can walk to the beach. And I kind of made a joke about Westsiders who like don't cross the 405. And he was like, no, not at all. I was in Silver Lake yesterday. And I was like, okay, well, like, he's like, but obviously we can do whatever you want. I'm like, I mean, that's fine. I like the beach, like whatever. So then I'm about to leave to meet him and I texted him and he's like, oh, actually, can we push half an hour? And I was like, okay. I wish you'd like told me that, you know, but like, fine. I'm glad I texted. So then a couple minutes when I've like already gotten there and parked, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm just like four minutes away. I'm just leaving my house. So I'm like, cool. You pick somewhere that's like a three minute walk from your house and you're like late. Right. But I'm really trying to be a good sport. I was like, he seems sweet, like whatever. So I meet up with him. He's very nice. He's not wearing his mask, which I don't love. And this is like an extra layer, right? But like he has it around his neck. But I'm just like, and then I kind of don't know how to greet him. So I kind of like, we're doing elbows. And then he just hugs me anyways. Honestly, a little disrespectful. Yeah, a hug with no mask is... Right? And I'm wearing a mask. So you're not like picking up on cues, but then he's like, let me go get his coffee. But, 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 Dahlia, he's on a Zoom call this whole time. On Shut speaker. up. <laughs> Literally, and he's like, I'm sorry, this call was supposed to be half an hour and it's gone three hours. Like, I totally get that, but I feel like you maybe should have just rescheduled the date. Yeah, or maybe he should like, have oh, told you what was going on before you drove there. Right? Just like communicate. And so he just has this on speaker, but he's like, don't worry, they can't see me. I'm on mute. So he goes and gets us coffee, comes out. He's, like, chatting away to me. No mask. But the call is happening. And I'm no. like, do you need to listen to this? And he's like, no, don't worry. I'm just, like, the closer. And then he takes himself off speaker, makes what he thinks is a witty comment. It's not. Puts it back on mute. He's like, see, the closer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And I was like, um, yeah, that would never work with me, by the way, if you were just, like, ignoring a call on mute and then just, like, threw in something witty. And he was like, ha-ha, I would never do that. So he was on it for, like, ten more minutes. And I was just like, this is – but, like, we're talking, but it's very awkward because it's like you can hear this call happening. And then he, like, finishes the call. And then we, like, walked through the beach and, like, chatted. And it was, like, fine. Like, he was a sweet guy. And I, I will tell you – I honestly was impressed with myself. I feel like I stayed so present. Normally, I would have just been, like, pissed off that I'd driven there, that he was late, that he was on a call. And I was just like, whatever, I'm just staying present. Like, he seems like a nice guy. He was, like, a show-off, I felt like. And some of it didn't totally add up. Like, he was talking about, like, his flat in Paris and selling a house in Denver. And I was like, you're, like, 32. You can't have all these properties. And buying a house in Malibu. But then it seemed like his company might have owned all these properties. And he was getting his PhD remotely from Stanford in positive psychology. But then when I mentioned a couple authors I like, because I took a class in that, he didn't know any of them. And I was like, something is fishy here, but whatever. I'm along for the ride. Like, it was a totally fine afternoon. At the end, he was about, I don't know, he had a meeting, then he was going to Peloton and get in his infrared sauna. I obviously was impressed that he had an infrared sauna. Oh but gosh. otherwise, it was, like, fucking weird. And he was like, I'll cook you dinner next time. I never heard from him, which was fine. Ooh, I got so excited I picked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, regarding the Instagram question where the guy had, like, a not, 
you know, like not perfect date. And then the girl said, want to be friends. Yeah. I would never message him be like, I hope we can be friends. Cause I don't want to be his friend. Right, 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 anyway. right. So what are your thoughts? Dahlia? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dang, my thoughts right? are, I was gonna scold you for even using the phrase red flag because I think, I do think I am on a one woman mission to get rid of the idea of red flags unless we're talking like really bad something psychological or alcohol, drug abuse, like really bad, like bad needs help, I call a red flag. Does something rude on a date, not a red flag yellow flag <laughs> i don't remember which one i said was it being on the conference call the first 10 minutes or i mean, all me he was I, mean I would call the whole thing kind of a non-starter but actually because i didn't consider any of them deal breakers i was like i'm yeah. bored if you wanted yeah. to hang out again and it felt safe i would like i would have hung out again good i'm happy to hear that all felt like things where i was like this feels like probably not my next it break. wasn't a great wasn't a great job on his part. <laughs> was not a great job. He did not do a great job. <laughs> Someone like that, I think our assumption is they're really full of themselves and blah, blah, blah. I think the reality is they have a deep, deep, deep insecurity. And so they have this need to protect themselves from actually being vulnerable enough to be one-on-one with a person especially after everyone's gotten all weird alone in their houses. I think it's this like, well, I'll just like fit in this date after my Zoom call. Oh, my Zoom call. So, oh, I can do both. It's like this, I don't really want to acknowledge that I could care about this as a way of protecting myself. And his like, keep throwing out impressive things about himself that may or may not be true. It all (laughs) sounds to be just like a big old defense mechanism of like, let me build myself up so much so there's no possible way you could reject me. So I'm rejecting you. Because you don't even know me. Right. It felt like 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 that where it was like there was this impenetrable shell around him. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I was getting close to who he was. I don't know who the fuck he is. Someone being on a call like that. Now, I will say you put up with a lot more than probably I would have because I do not do well with background noise at all. And if I was on a date where I could hear a phone call they were on, I'd be like, you know what? Let's wait to talk until you're done with that call. I'm fine walking along in silence until then. Or like, I'm going to go. Well, one, I'm going to go. Two. (laughs) (laughs) I've already driven to Venice. I know. But I, or I might've been like, it's cool. You know what? Why don't you take it? go take it and I'll sit on this bench and look at my phone or read or look at the waves. Yeah. And when you're done, come back and we can have a conversation. Okay. I think you could have cut through the impenetrable shield by, by doing that and by humanizing yourself of like, you don't have to pretend like it's okay. You don't have to pretend like this doesn't phase you. That's a this good is, point. And I think you were trying to listen to me in your head and be present and not have a problem with it. But I think you were actually kind of like gritting your teeth and getting through it. And I think if you had really been present, you would have been like, this doesn't work for me, but here's what could work for me. And if you want to do that, great. If not, I'm going to go. 
Yeah, that's, I wish I had done that. It didn't occur to me. I, yeah. I feel like I was so, like, taken off guard. I've never had that happen before. Well, that makes sense. I think, I mean, it's easy for me to say from the outside, I would have been so clear-headed. I might have, too, just especially as women and whatever, we're trained to just, like, smile and be like, that's cool, that's fine, I'm fine with it. Oh, you yeah, know, like, yeah, go out for it. Talking to me, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, do your meeting. But I think we we do ourselves a huge disservice. We do them a disservice because who knows, there might have been a real person under there. Right. But you were kind of like, I already hate you. Let's get through it. And, you know, so it didn't really give you a chance to connect. Another thing, just for the future, think about, I think if it had ended up like, this doesn't work for me, go take your call. I'm going to go do my own thing. Yeah. You already drove to Venice. Go sit outside a coffee shop and leave your number for someone. Like, you know, I always say like, if you go on a date and it's not great or whatever, you're already dressed up. You're already in the mood. Go to another bar. Go for a walk. Go talk to another person. Text a friend. Like, do something so it doesn't feel like, quote, a waste to you. Right. But something that either you can use it to make your money back, as I say, another way and, like, meet another person or to just see a friend or to be like, I'm going to enjoy this time on the beach. I never come out to the beach by myself. Yeah. You know, and just find a way so that it doesn't feel like you closed your eyes, you gritted your teeth, you got through it, and you can't wait to be home. Totally. You know, I think it's really important, especially right now, to make every date we go on enjoyable for ourselves to the extent that it's in our control to do so. So that means planning something after the date that you're going to enjoy. That's a reward for yourself. A little bit of like a prize, like incentivize dating for yourself because it is especially hard right now, but I think all the time. But knowing like if it doesn't go well or whatever – I'm already out. I'm going to do something nice for myself. Yeah. Or I'm going to schedule a friend after just in case, you know, I'm already going to the beach, you know? So I think just looking ahead, just tell yourself like you can speak up if something isn't right. You don't, when I say don't look for the red flags and like be present, that includes speaking up and saying what you want and what you need to have a good time. And if they can't deliver it, then you can go or you can know that information. I still don't think this was a waste of time because you got a fantastic story no, out of I it. I actually had a pretty good time. Like that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just kind of, I think there's not that much going on now. I was like, it's a beautiful day. I'm like walking at the beach. Like I didn't have a terrible time. Right. But. So you were just kind of like, this person is not for me, which is fine. Yeah. I was like, this is silly. Um, what do you think on a basic level of if it's like a first date and someone is like, oh, here, come to this spot that's clearly very convenient for them and not really for you? I generally feel that it, if you live far apart, it should either be, it should be a middle spot that's good for both people. Mm-hmm. I, as we know, have pretty strong feelings about stereotypical gender roles, which is that the man should go, if we're talking about a hetero cis relationship, the man should go to the woman purely for safety, security reasons, and for showing that he's willing to put the effort in. I do too. And I feel like I don't want to be too demanding in the beginning, but it's always a mistake when a guy insists on that and I agree to it. Yeah. I think he gave you the opportunity where he said, oh, or, okay, or we can go to your spot. Yeah. And you should have said, okay, yeah, let's do that. Next time I'll come to you. Great idea. You know, yeah, or totally. next time we can meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to let them know they have to work for it. And I, I, I won't even say man and woman. I'll say too, like whoever's kind of doing the asking out, 
right. should be the one willing to travel. Yeah. I think generally speaking, women are putting themselves at a greater risk when they go on a date. So they should get to determine those things. They should get to pick a spot they're comfortable with. You're comfortable with that park. You're comfortable with yeah. that coffee shop. You shouldn't be going to him. Totally. And so I think you you could have said that. And he might have been like, oh, okay, then you know what? I'm going to flake out. But like, oh, well. Yeah, it's good to know. You know? So going forward, uh, I'm aware that you're going out of town Friday. Can you get some sort of date before Friday? I doubt it. It's Monday. <laughs> it's quarantine, Dahlia. A virtual like not date. Even talking to anyone. Well, I know. What are you doing the rest of the day? Stuff. Talking to people. <laughs> Can you get a virtual? Just a virtual. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Get a virtual by Friday. Okay. Just for fun. Just for me. Just to practice. Okay. Just to get a story. All right. And then while you're away, I want you to be averaging one date a week. Okay. Whether it's virtual or in person. Damn. Because I want them to become less precious to you. Right. You know, I want it to be less like, I have a date. Right. Let's see how it goes. And more like, I'm going to meet another person. And this time, I'm going to practice this skill. This time, I'm going to practice looking for green flags. This time, I'm going to practice speaking up for what I need and what I want. This time, I'm going to practice coming up with two compliments that I can give him. One about his personality and one about his physicality. Oh, that's nice. So come up with little assignments to make more interesting for yourself, skills that you want to practice. Yeah. And I want you to be averaging one a week. One a week. Okay, I'm taking notes. Not not averaging, accomplishing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So thank you for being my guinea pig as always. My pleasure and honor. And thank you for advising me on my health. Okay, and so um, what are the things you're going to do to help your sleep in the oh, next Oh, okay. I'm going to go stare at the sun outside every morning. Yes. I'm going to read my book before bed. Perfect. Are you going to get barefoot in the poop-filled dirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll go barefoot somewhere. Okay, I'll, find, cool. I'll find a way to get outside and get barefoot. Excellent. Somewhere. The beach. The beach. And I will was that everything? I mean you could look into some red light glasses or you're gonna try guided meditation from Kelly Howell. Oh god. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, thank you for joining me today. Everyone send us your questions. You know how. Uh apologies if this was a little scattered (laughs) today, but we made it happen. We want to know what you want to hear about, what you want to talk yes. about. We are open. You can find Alex on Instagram, ajospin and ajholistic.com. Perfect. You know where to find me, not your therapist. I hope this was helpful. Go look for those green flags. Excellent. Stay safe, find love. Stay safe, find love. I love that. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Thank you, Dahlia. Bye, Alex. Just the tip, a dating tip. I mentioned this right at the end, but I think it really helps two things. Um, One, if you incentivize your dating, so come up with a treat for yourself after your date, whether it is, 
I'm going to eat this ice cream that I bought. I'm going to see this friend. I'm going to call this friend. I'm going to watch this show. I'm going to stay out and meet someone else. If you're in a place where you can do that, whatever it is, come up with a plan for yourself so that you get used to the idea that going on a date is fun and brings you a reward, even if the date itself doesn't turn out to be the person you're going to marry or be with forever. Uh, So do that. Find a way to make dating a fun, positive thing in your mind by giving yourself a little treat afterwards, whatever that means to you. And also, in preparation for the date, give yourself just one dating skill to work on. We can talk more about this in the future, but you can listen back to old episodes of this. And I talk about various things you can be accomplishing on every date, but just one small task so that if you accomplish it, which you should be able to, you will feel good about the date. Once again, whether or not the person is someone you're going to marry and spend the rest of your life with, if that's what you're looking for. So find a treat for afterwards and an assignment during that no matter what, after the date, you can say, did I achieve my assignment? Did I complete it? Yes, I did. I'm proud of myself. I feel good. I'm honing that skill. I'm going to do it even more next time and keep it interesting and send me your ideas for those assignments or what works for you or what you'd like to work on. If you have questions, comments, would like to be featured on the podcast anonymously or not, reach out to me, Not Your Therapist Podcast, on Instagram and email me, Not Your Therapist Podcast at gmail.com. I will get to you and I will have you on at some point. Uh, what else? Thank you to Alex Jospin for coming on, A Jospin on Instagram, ajholistic.com. Thank you to Josiah Thorngate, my amazing and patient and wonderful editor, Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. <laughs>